Welcome. Today we have Brian with us. Uh, he has been a couple times on the podcast and he's back again. I consider Brian a good friend. He certainly has been there in times of need, personally, and I'm always fascinated to see his way to express the inexpressible. The three of us were on video and this time I I thought that podcast misses uh, a beat without the visual component. Uh, and what made me think that was mainly because of Brian's expressive nature. For instance, when he talks about being, he usually finishes the sentence with silence, which on, on the audio might seem that he has been cut off, but it, it is not the case. And, and yeah, that's, that's it. Uh, I hope you enjoy it and see you next week. What have you been up to, Brian, if you want to share a bit of your uh, last days with us? I, I always marvel in your descriptions, even if it's a simple thing. Uh, you really know how to transmit, you know, how you pass your days. It's It's been this. It's been very quiet. Yeah, I can feel that. For me, it's... um. We talked about this a bit with, with uh, I talked about this with you, Brandon, in the last episode. Um, there's, there's this sense of intense stuff coming up or, or, um, old, old stuff coming up and, and, you know, yesterday and today th that's been like that on the surface, like there's some bodily <clears throat> sensations which are pretty intense and uh but there's uh just like we talked about this infusion of of these and what was before unbearable and sort of you know uh smear the picture that i had in my mind of um of stillness and all these concepts that i have gathered along my years of spirituality but the process has been such that recently those intensity sensations that have been so regular and and you know ruined the experience for me what what's been happening is that it it is seen also as as grace as something that everything's okay there, there's nothing that ruins the picture ultimately and and that's such a a powerful thing to see how these super strong things on the surface also have have a role in the in whatever story that i can you know attest to it, it turns into a very emotional thing to see because uh you know the, the story of <clears throat> Of Rui was always uh, painted by by these surge and these intense times that you know contrasted to what I believe that should happen in, in along this surge and to see to see the process come to the point that also 
everything that happens is is held in these in this magnificence in in these in whatever this is is so beautiful so beautiful to see wow i'm also reminded of our last chat when we were talking about the wobble and i feel like <clears throat> i feel like over here things have been righted um and a lot mirroring what you're saying there's just been more availability you know um and an, an openness to everything to just experience and it's it's introduced a bit of lightness to things even when things are heavy there's still a little light you know mm. yeah absolutely i think that's the beautiful thing is that I, i keep always saying to infuse these things with 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 lightness I really like the the word infuse because to me it looks like the ultimate testament to what peace is and not have peace as as an ideal of the body should behave because as uh, as we said you know it's it's uncontrollable you know the tiniest thing that you the tiniest movement can you know make the body go a certain way and, and there you're left to deal with it. So there's there's really no controlling factor and and these idea of peace and how it should manifest really it's it's something that ultimately is another idea that dissipates. I feel like that was such a great pointer that you, you gave me last time about that. Um that like maybe it's It's okay to not be okay. Maybe the body is feeling tense and that's like there's the goal um as if there's not the goal isn't to be at ease all the time. The goal is to be and and that I feel like what you're saying has that has been the entry point into noticing that peace and the ease and mm. and letting letting it all be oh, i'm not trying to not not be okay <laughs> um or i don't know it's just it felt like a, a good invitation you know um to just not be so busy trying to to fix things or change things or shift things and It's been pretty good. <laughs> yeah. I've been working with Moldavite, which I have to talk about this because I'm excited about it. It's been really fun. Um, it's it's a it's a crystal. I got a piece for my birthday, and 
I've been telling everybody about it, so I guess we you have no choice <laughs> but to listen. Uh, and it's funny because um, it's like a high vibrational stone. And I had a piece that was um, on a pendulum, and, and the pendulum was designed that you could wear it like a necklace. So I was wearing it, and that week that I wore it um, was such a heavy week, <laughs> and I didn't know. So I didn't know this about Moldavite. I'm just wearing this thing. And uh, that week I felt, I don't know how to explain it. It feels like everything inside got just stirred up. Like all of the thoughts, everything and the feelings, just things that I was dealing with, they were just very visible. But the experience feels scouring. Like I'm processing it because it won't go away. So <laughs> you have to be available to all of this um, aspects that are just showing up. Um, thoughts and 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 stuff and feelings and and just stuff i don't know how to explain it because it's not it's not a old beliefs or, or just all of this just becomes very visible and it was very painful and then that week i i got to the weekend i took the necklace off just to trade it out for a different one and i immediately felt so much lighter and i was like I wasn't, I hadn't made the connection. So that was the moment I made the connection was when I put the other necklace on and it felt like a woof. And I was like, oh gosh. Wow. And then I told, I told, I told Danny, I said, man, that, that Moldavite, man, I was wearing all week. He was like, yeah, I was surprised you were walking around with it the whole time. Like it's, you know, he, he had already known. So he was, he, he was familiar with the crystal. So he was like, I, did, I was surprised that you were, you're wearing it every day. Um, and I didn't know. So now that I have this piece, that's been, I've been working with it. Like I in working with it, it's just sitting with it, um, just getting it in your in your energy, being around it, looking at it. Um, I meditate with it, and it's been like that. That was when the wobble we were talking about in the last one. That's when it started, um, and I only realized that retroactively. I'm in the wobble, so this wobble is just happening, and then you know I feel off, and then I realize it started on my birthday <laughs> when I, when I was playing with the Moldavite. Uh, and so I've been still keeping with it because it's, it, it has been bringing up a lot, but there's been just, it feels cleaning. Like I'm having no choice, but to look at these, these thoughts, these beliefs, and they're just shedding. Um, they're shedding as I'm just open to it. Uh, I don't even really think I can put it into words, but what I can say is motivize the truth, man. <laughs> it's been it's been a it's been a cool thing to play with and add it into my my practice. Yeah. So I'm a big advocate. I think everyone, if you like to work with energy, you should get a piece. <laughs> it it seems um, like a, a teacher by itself. Like there's this old thing about you know in in Zen and you know all the Eastern t traditions. There's like this this aspect of the teacher in you know uh making you do tasks and, and work like farm work and art jobs and um you know shop wood carry water all that and and it seems that, that there's a component of uh there's always like triggers and and this goes with the thematic that we've been talking talking about about the body being uncontrollable uh, mm. while there's the belief of it being controllable and there there's <laughs> there's always this 
there has been in 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 tradition traditions that always been this sense of provoking something that uh causes or instigates the contraction of of me or instigates uh patterns to come up so it is very prominent to have this in 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 a teacher student relationships let, let's call it like that and it's funny that you know stones can can do that job for you it's crazy yeah i i've i to be honest myself i've never uh experienced that because i i just don't um like i, I don't wear uh, crystals or anything like that uh i i'm not knowledgeable in that regard but in in things that seem like exterior and and provoke provoke things to come up i think and this is a common thing i think for everyone is is people dealing with people so people are kind of my crystal <laughs> you know there's there's definitely a, a sense in relationships there's definitely a sense of something being provoked and uh And what I notice is that the notion beneath that has always to do with uh my assumption and my assumption is my my relationship to others and how oh yeah how I believe who I am and and when you behave that you are a certain thing that that's that's you know the, the whole thing is created the 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 relationship between you and yourself and and others is created so it, everything basically starts starts at this primal belief of who you believe you are and from that all the suffering happens and uh but also a lot of interesting things happen it's it's not doom and gloom exclusively but it's it's definitely um an interesting phenomenon Yeah, relationships are definitely yoga. <laughs> mm. I feel like that is that's it right there. Um people, crystals are cool because they're they are I don't know how to explain that. But they're very of themselves, so their vibration, what they're about, it's 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 I like to say it's crystallized in the sense that it's it's very it's very shaped. It has a big form and so you can tune into this. Um you have to get quiet to play with these. Um to tune into that energy because they're very they're very um shaped. I don't gosh, I, I I'm not going to be able to put words to this today. But um people and relationships are definitely where I do a lot of my work <laughs> because um you know, there's just this I mean, this it's really far out, right? I'm you're imagining the heck out of other and who they are <laughs> and what's happening and who you are and it's it's really um it's a real good way to see where you're invested <laughs> and where who you believe yourself to be and who you believe everyone else to be and and how all of that um explored i i was just out with some friends um yesterday and it was funny because at first i was like you know going there driving out there I'm nervous. I'm like, oh gosh, you know, I'm gonna be around my friends. I like to yeah. work with these guys, but I'm nervous, right? Like, what? How am I gonna? How am I gonna do this? Like, well, how will I say the right things? Yeah. How will I? How will I know? You know? <laughs> and then the answer just came, and it was like, you can trust yourself to be yourself. And I was like, yo, 
that's it. And so um, it was really fun to just almost watch myself because the words would just come up. I would just engage and, um, you know, I, I'm talking, I'm moving around, I'm joking, and, and it's all just coming up. It's just happening. I was going to ask you, Brian, if you get angry at uh, people driving or, or something like that. It's funny. There was um, I was coming from In and Out uh, a couple days ago. This this was part of the. This is answering your question from earlier too, as far as uh, the last few days. So I was coming back from In and Out, very happy because I have a what was it a three by three with extra sauce, raw onions. I mean, delicious. My food. <laughs> and I'm sitting in traffic, thinking about, oh my god, I can't wait to eat this. And uh, it's build up of traffic. It's like just after rush hour and the light turns green and so there's this lady behind me who's trying to get into the left turning lane because the left signal is is green as well but there's a long line of cars ahead of me however mm -hmm. between my car and the car in front of me there's a few feet i can scooch up so i start scooching up as soon as i start scooching up the moment i start doing it she blows a horn Boop! <laughs> and something that there wasn't enough time to process from cheeseburger to her blowing the horn and my foot <laughs> slammed on the brake like oh excuse me i'm already moving forward you're going to blow the horn trying to rush me so then that escalated the situation of course and so she decided to lay on the horn <laughs> so here it is just after rush hour traffic a whole bunch of folks around and she's lambing the horn for a good 30 seconds Wow. And then finally, when traffic starts to move forward, she uh, pulls up beside me and all of these words are just spilling out of her mouth. And again, there was no room to process. I was simply <laughs> sitting there completely available to the experience without there being a sense of, look at me, I'm available to this. There was simply the isness of what there was. And so the anger that used to be there, as far as folks triggering that sense of pride, that sense of importance, that sense of whatever it is, the residue, the habit can still express itself, but there isn't a tension to hold on to it. The availability of what there is, is what there is, despite what's going on, despite whatever the, the trigger happens to be. So I'm noticing with relationships and, and experiences and events like this, where there is a habit to be triggered, there's no longer the tension to hold on to the one who's been triggered. So there's the effect, and then it's done. I mean, you just move on. There's no holding on to it and building a storm around, oh my God, this just happened to me, because there is no me <laughs> for it to happen to. There isn't that, that tense, that anxiety to protect the story. So, yes, there was a moment where, where anger happened, but at the same time, the anger, there's a transparency to the anger. That's one of the words that I, I picked up that's also in the last couple of days. Listen to what your, one of your podcasts, uh, either episode 16 or 19. Uh, the word transparency really stuck out. And there was, again, a transparency to the whole experience. Without there even being labels or a description to the experience itself, just what there is, there was a transparency to it, which was completely natural, even though homegirl was you know, pissed about the whole thing. <laughs> so, yeah. Man, there, there's something about traffic. I, I'm not really <laughs> affected. I'm certainly affected by uh, some things, but 
that's definitely the subject that most people can speak about in terms of being angry. I, 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 I can't really say that for myself, but it seems like a, a global phenomenon w with trafficking. Uh, do, you, do you get that, Brandon? Also, oh yeah, man. I was, I was, I was, I was really listening to your story, and it, it was making me think of you know very similar. Um, just in general, you know, I'm always just I'm very paying attention. So I feel there's moments where I'm feeling real zen, and and traffic has a way, you know. Um, I sometimes find myself just cursing, and and cursing is always really fun to me because I don't do it often. I think I think I'm not a cursor until I am suddenly. And <laughs> traffic is a great place because you're just going along and then, you know, somebody does something real mean or jerk. And then I'm just, I feel it. I get engaged for a second. Yeah. Like you said, I feel triggered and I'm like, you, bro, you MF and da -da -da -da, jerk. <laughs> and they, they, it's funny. It's funny because it's just, it's very of the moment. <laughs> I, I am very, uh, for a second i'm very irritated and then i like to get all my words out you know but um what's i like what you said transparency what's what is in those moments i'm finding it's there like you said it feels it does happen i'm i'm in a and and i in the moment i have i feel sometimes if i'm really if i'm really present i almost have the choice so the the energy comes and i can lean into it or i can back away from it or i can do nothing um and then sometimes there's, you know, there's not any, it's just, it's very boom. It comes up and you're like, yeah, like the, the habit is, is activated. And, um, you know, I always feel, I just, I'm just in my car. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna direct it at the person really, you know, I'm just talking to myself. <laughs> I wouldn't, uh, it's, it's, it's almost fun to be angry in that moment. Uh, and I feel like that comes from being the presence and the availability to it. It's fun almost to express it and just, yeah, because I'm really a, I'm really a person in that moment. I'm really here and it really happened to me and I'm really, uh, I'm just in it <laughs> and uh, for a second it can be fun. But also it's to have that little bubble of I'm a zend out and I'm just chilling and I'm just having and then just suddenly I'm very human again. <laughs> I'm very triggered. I'm very upset and I lean into it for a little bit and I let that. I let that energy come through. That's interesting <laughs> that you made the distinction between being a person and then being human. There, because there is a difference. A person, that's the story. That's that's the, the memories and the habits all packed together in a nice little bun, and you serve it on a dish, it's warm, and it's that's the person. But human is very raw. It's the, the spontaneous expression of consciousness itself without the mm. label of human or consciousness or whatever. It's simply bleh. Babies, when they come out, they're just doing the whole thing. There's no real rhythm to the dance. The rhythm is there. It's part of a cosmic rhythm, but, you know, relatively, there's, there doesn't appear to be any rhythm to the thing. When we grow up and we, we're walking and we're talking and there's all of this activity happening, the script is still running by itself. So these spontaneous expressions, whether it's anger or disappointment or happiness or excitement, whatever it is, all of that happening spontaneously is happening without the story of being a person. It's simply the humanity or consciousness of what there is expressing itself. And as long as there isn't an attachment to it, a gripping to it, which is a habit that eventually falls away, just like walking, there's no longer crawling, you walk, you don't crawl anymore. So there's no longer the, the habit once there, it starts to fall off to hold on to the story, when that habit falls away, there's nothing left to say. It's simply, <laughs> and it keeps going and going and going and going as that. 
without any tension to hold on to it to be a specific way, which is absolutely beautiful. But even to reflect on it as beautiful is holding on to it, <laughs> modeling it as something that mm. isn't spontaneously yes. expressed. I love the distinction. Yes. <laughs> That's so cool. I think about how cool it is to be a human sometimes, just to think about it. Like, um, if if I if I can have the right mindset, I can zoom out, right? And it's just so cool that there's this thing that's thinking, that's <laughs> that's that's pondering and 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 feeling and tasting and, and loving and and doing all these things, and it's just doing it by itself. Like when I'm when I'm not when I'm not uh, thinking when I'm not invested in the person and the idea and the story. And I just can think of it as it's pretty far out. This whole thing is even happening, you know, that there is a person and I'm moving around and, and these thoughts are just happening. There's no one controlling them. When I let go of that and there's not this person that's doing, I'm doing it. I'm thinking I'm, I'm, you know, there's still that co-signing happening sometimes, but when I'm less invested in that, it's just funny. It's so funny that there's, it's natural. Like a, a, a rock just sits there, uh, water, you know, it's moving around. Uh, birds they're doing their thing and then there here's this person and they're in they're in traffic and and they're they're upset uh i'm looking <laughs> it's just crazy um no i just i just been thinking about that the human shape and so then that that births cities and that births supermarkets and that births all these like artificial i would call them but they're very natural because we made them and we're nature and that's just a ride to think about humans as nature but a lot of we we don't attribute Sometimes I think there's this feeling where we don't attribute what we're doing as nature. Um, like as if, as if there's nature over there and it's doing its thing and then there's us and we're mm. not, we're not that, we're, <laughs> you know, no humans, we make cities and, and roads. Okay. So that's nature, nature paving over itself. That's what it, that's what it looks like. Uh, it can be. I, I believe you're renting at something that I, I've had um, sort of curiosity uh, for that, which is, when when that aspect of um memory and 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 bringing mind into what's happening when all that uh subdues there's there's this freshness of experience and um and it seems that you know to pick up on, on the concept of beauty that brian was 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 speaking of there's there's these what i call beauty in the sense that there's uh, um you you merge into the experience completely and and these these like this freshness of it it seems like to describe it it to be like tasting or or touching or seeing something for the first time mm. and um and i think i think that's really one of at least to me, one of the testaments to, you know, when, when you begin to uh, be interested and investigate the experience, something that, that really was blown out for me was these, these aspect of, of freshness in all experience. There, there was a teacher, there is a teacher, I can remember his name, but he, he went into a few interviews on a YouTube channel called Conscious TV. And um, he said that babies at, I think it was at two years old, begin to form uh, the concept of self. 
and and that's that's the point that the illusion becomes to solidify and i i can remember exactly how how we came to this conclusion but he he, he seems pretty legit to me but <clears throat> I, i think he had some memories of of being a baby or something like in going into who t territory you know but it seems to be that that the process is is the way that nature designs this uh because we talk this as illusion and, and as something that on the surface when you hear it it's it it's you know it looks bad and 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 seems bad but it seems that by design babies you know get to two years old or whatever age he said get to two years old and and there's the sense of self becomes to solidify and it it, it gave me uh time to think about that and what i thought is that even even the illusion and and suffering all that is is sort of by design of of by god's grace or whatever you want to call it so even even this process of something that when it breaks seems so unthinkable how how could i you know live like that for for years on end and never questioned it all all this process is also sort of embraced also by 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 the magnificence of of god let's call it like that mm. you look at a you look at a flower that blossoms and you see the flower it's red orange whatever and you think wow it's so beautiful but the flower itself isn't thinking wow i'm so beautiful and then you 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 try to imagine and you see a flower who begins to wilt some of the petals they dry up they turn brown and it's death i mean obvious signs of death this is the end you can feel the the sting of winter's frost and a rose a flower isn't thinking oh my god this is the end i gotta pack everything up i gotta mm -hmm. get my things in in order sort my affairs <laughs> write my will <laughs> because the flower understands that it has a root which is buried in darkness buried in the unknown buried in uncertainty which is what is available to experience what is available to isness itself it's the uncertainty between thoughts so the habit the tension to hold on to thoughts as some sort of identity or some personal story the natural peddling away of that includes the oh my god how amazing is it that this isn't that much of a thing that i don't have to suffer anymore mm. that's part of the natural evolving natural unfolding of this flower that has its root in uncertainty all this mm. apparent knowledge all this apparent description all this apparent attachment to concept is part of the root uncertainty expressing itself as something known <laughs> and the flower of course ends up going back into uncertainty withdrawing from the experience and goes to sleep again at night perhaps i mean that's you know poeticizing the yeah flower, which isn't necessary yeah I, i love that i remember uh actually my last song about the red hood is is all about that about the because what gave rise to that song was i i really like to photograph trees like five years ago or something i i have a bunch of photos of trees and forests and all that because there was these resonance to trees because what came to mind was always this fact that trees 
were simply there and not complaining about extreme cold, extreme heat. They were just happy mm -hmm. to be there. And I feel that resonates with what you have just said. And there was this really deep obsession with trees. And, and at that time, I recall perfectly that I, a bit of like with a Zen posture, I used to sit meditating and I imagined myself as a tree and how, how courageous they must be to endure through winters and and be willing to simply stay there happy and emanating um whatever i felt at the time that they they transmitted to me it's their nature R really it's, I, I apologize it's yeah. their nature to simply be and then then a breeze comes by and they start to get tickled and they start laughing in the breeze you know? <laughs> and then they go back to just being there just kind of relaxing and uh, there's you're ready there's, there's uh the um alan watts brought up the the idea that uh the planet is a, a planet that peoples in the same way that a tree yes an apple tree apples so it's that same the same spontaneity of nature expressing itself that people whatever that idea is that expression is that collection is naturally part of the total cosmic rhythm, which itself isn't a mobile rhythm, isn't a moving rhythm. It's very <laughs> still, very absolute, without the word absolute, without the concept absolute, simply. <laughs> you're, you guys are really that, what you're saying, you're ready. That's how you do crystals. That's what it's all about. It's the exact same thing that you're talking about, how the tree is just there and, you know, it has its own of its selfness. And then you take, you think about the crystal and, and the time it took to form, how old these things are. And, and it's very, it has a very shape. Uh, uh, um, I think about molecularly the way it's, it's shaped. It's, it's very formed and it's very of itself. And so that's the energy you're tapping into. Uh, that you're looking at um, is how it's there. Just the same. <laughs> it's the same thing. So you think about being a tree, you can think about being a rock, and you can think about being that crystal, and that 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 is um, that is the universe coming on very strongly in this shape, and it's it's very here. And so that's that's what you're that's what you're you tune mm. into with the crystal, or or you can tune into it with the tree. Um, this is making me think about shamanism, which is all about that kind of stuff. Um, about taking your, you're taking your consciousness and like you move it, you move it, because it's all one thing, right? You move it from from human to like you can actually move it down into the tree. You can be the tree for mm. a second. You can be you can be the the stone, and you can you can actually do that with with shamanism by by moving the mind uh, or the consciousness. Uh, I'm not really. So I have I have the understanding, but I don't know if I have it enough to say it. Which is about the um, I forgot I always forget what they're called. Uh, the oversoul. There's oversouls for 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 things. So like for for cat, but like I have a cat. He's he's a cat, but he's there's an oversoul that is a cat, which is catness, and then he's an example of of that cat energy in in a particular form. And so, but there is a big cat that's just cat itself. And um, when what you do is with with shamanism, 
there as you go to the oversoul of what cat is and you're and then you're there and now now you're a cat uh you're not a particular cat you're just you're vibing with that mm. energy so that there that is the same thing first for stones for minerals for crystals for for trees there's a there's a big and it keeps going back so there's there's a particular so like there's a breed of that cat and then you can go you can go and get even more general of the the cat yeah um you can see so then you can see the cat and and the big cats or the little cats you can just watch that cat expression um they they have different behaviors perhaps but in some ways they're very cat <laughs> it's just one cat and then there's there's where it branches out into the individuals and then it gets more and more specific yeah um, th there's that you know that meme of what's your spirit animal and all that uh but <laughs> In in my uh, experience with shamanism, which was um, specifically, it was you know going into uh, three ayahuasca ceremonies. Um, I mean, you can't escape the the aspect of of nature, where where this particular uh, mixing of two plants got together, like. Many people have experience, you know, with snakes or going into and, and living as if a, if they were a big cat, a, um, a tiger or, or anything. It seems that that tradition in, in particular, there's a strong pull to experience uh, life through the eyes of, of an animal or or a mineral or whatever it is. It's, it's very fascinating how, how that you know that kind of plant not only the plant but the old tradi tradition revolves around in um having nature as as a as a doorway to <clears throat> as if it were pull you out of your body and 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 teach you that you know essentially i think the the teaching essentially is to tell you and to show that you are not your body i think that's the ultimate thing and that you can, um, you, you don't really need the body to experience. And I think that that should become clear, at least it is to me, that you can taste, you can hear, you can see, you can have the whole spectrum of experience in, in a dream while your body is essentially not functioning. You could argue that, yeah, you are alive, but all the phenomena appears not because of that, not because that your physical senses are being activated like phys physically but that that consciousness doesn't need a brain and, and doesn't need anything to hmm. create right and to manifest there's the idea that, that this the physical form this density comes from consciousness in a sense and this is this is looking at it in a modeled way where it's you know the absolute becomes awareness becomes conscious and so on but it, it's it's going back to that uncertainty through the total expression which is completely natural but i wanted to to back up a little bit i apologize brandon you had mentioned the uh the oversoul i think the book that that that's talked about is seed of the soul by gary zirkev or something like that where he talks about is does that sound familiar no no, uh, I, okay. no, <laughs> I, the, not, um, let me say, I, what is his name? Paul something, I have his book around here. 
Um, I, le- I learned from this guy. Here he is, Paul Francis. I learned from him. I took a class. Uh, he has a he has a he has a course. Um, he talks about it, and that was my introduction introduction into shamanism and and um, things like that. But I know there's you know he he didn't invent it, so I know I know there's other people who talk, who who talk about it. So I, but I haven't heard that particular mm. guy. What were you gonna say uh, uh, about it? Oh yeah, I think that, oh, that was that. The, the I thought that was the the book that you were referencing. Um, Seed of the seed of the soul, where he talks about the same thing, where there's a um, a an oversoul, so to speak, for birds as a as an example, and I had t- taken it into um, as far as a model, looking at it from the lens of the Matrix, where Neo is sitting down with the the Oracle, and she says, "Look at the birds. There's there's a program that was designed to govern the birds. So that idea of an oversoul is a program that's designed mm-hmm. to." You know, but that's mm-hmm. part of the the natural order of things. Baby growing up, flower blossoming, etc., etc., etc. That's coming out of the uncertainty. Which I don't know why that that's that's that keeps coming back. Uncertainty, uncertainty, uncertainty. It's the I don't knowness of experience that allows mm. it to be spontaneous, allows it to be free, allows it to be pure, allows it to be transparent. It's not holding on to the concept of what it can be, what it should be, what it was, or even what it is. It's simply. Mm. This makes me think about being a pioneer. Um, you know, a lot of how we we look at the world is so out there, and so we want to know about the world. We look out there, but isn't it pretty cool that you can you can look in here, and that's the world too? Because you're you're we can explore it both ways. So we can explore ourselves, and because we are the world, you can learn a lot about the world through inner exploration, as it, as it is, um, as much as you can about learning it about it externally when you're looking out you're in the thing you're trying to study and so i think it's interesting to have a more inclusive exploration like our our, a lot of what we're doing is um it's kind of like we're trying to be objective so we're trying to exclude the human lens and in our exploration which i think is funny because that's impossible because our position and perspective is very human and only a human's going to look at the world this way period so you you cannot Mm. in a sense you cannot really escape that um but to um to go to that uncertainty uh i'm reminded that you know while i'm here my death is my birthright so that's a part of this whole experience and that that beginning when i the moment i was born i I was going to die and i'm going to at some point well and that's pretty cool Uh, there's an attachment to the idea of a body and that that specific expression, right. the models, every model ends up returning to silence in some way. Every thought by itself is a model, it's a string of words that's fit together as a model. So this particular concept, this image that appears in front of us, and we start to put words mm-hmm. together and, you know, all the things that we learn, and this is the story, this package, here's it is, this warm bun that's presented. <laughs> if you're attached to the warm bun, when it starts to get cold sitting out there and it starts to rot, you start to think, oh my God, but it's the bun itself that's thinking, oh my God, I'm going to die. Just like the rose example, the rose knows that it has a root in uncertainty. So when we start to, to, to take a survey of the world around us, and we have an understanding that that's a reflection of who we are, and we begin to withdraw attention to bring it back to a source, which is that uncertainty, which out, without the label uncertainty, we bring it back, bring it back, bring it back, we come into the subtleness the subtlety of awareness itself 
without the word awareness, simply. And this, this ineffable expressive isness isn't dependent on any concepts, isn't dependent on any ideas, isn't dependent on any theories about what it is. It simply is as it is. And this actually goes back to, there was a laugh earlier, uh, and I apologize for cutting you off with a laugh, but the reason why there was a, a laugh is because of um, the Diamond Sutra. And you talking about crystals matches exactly with the Diamond Sutra, <laughs> because you talk about crystals being as they are, <laughs> they're this, this shape, this uh, this molecular structure that's as it is, or Alan Watts would, would echo, of itself so. And the Diamond Sutra, there's one of the chapters in the Diamond Sutra where uh, Subhuti is asking the Buddha, what should this discourse be named? And the Buddha says, call this the Diamond of the Perfect Attainment of Transcendental Wisdom. I think that's how it goes, where he's saying basically this is the Diamond Sutra. And the reason why it's called the diamond of the perfection of transcendental wisdom is because the diamond of perfection of transcendental wisdom is as it is, which is silence. Silence <laughs> is transcendental, transcendental wisdom. Because you start with uncertainty, which is transcendent, transcendental wisdom, silence, and then you end in silence. So silence is always transcending whatever happens to be. Now, if you catch that silence is before thought, memory, expectation, whatever the experience is, silence stands before it. If you see that silence is before whatever the experience is, you're before silence. So before silence, <laughs> without the word, without the description, even silence, you're before that. It's beautiful. Wow. <laughs> wow. So now what? <laughs> right. <laughs> The more you're aware of that, the more that becomes, the more you're, you're aware of that isness, that silence, the more that can become in your, you become more, I don't know how to say that, the more you become an expression of it, the more that enters into your expression, because as you're, as you're, as focused, ooh, I love this, as focused, as received, that's what I've been playing with. And so, um, as you're focused is how you receive yourself. So, as focused as received. So if you're focused, if you bring the focus to this, the silence, you receive it. And then, um, what you're, ooh, what you're saying is, is all of that comes into play. So yes, there's the words, there's the thinking. And then this, and then is, this is, this is yoga. Yoga is union. So then when we're sitting in traffic and this is yes. my, the example, uh, sitting in traffic with the home girl, you know, blasting the union. And this echoes what your rule was saying when you're completely infused with the experience, there's no, there's no separation, non-duality. There, there's the the uh, complete immersion into the experience. That's union. That's yoga. That's what yoga is all about. So that's how we can have a yoga of crystals. That's how we can have a yoga of relationships. That's how we can have a yoga of meditation, a yoga of postures, a yoga of, of studying knowledge. Because all of these bring attention back into union. All of them bring the awareness into recognition of itself as awareness, as that perfect diamond, which simply is without the story without the concept which shows up naturally within the availability of what is but because i'm transparent to it without needing to be transparent to it naturally i'm transparent to it it shows up disappears, <laughs> shows up disappears across the whole landscape of eternity which has no effect on me because i'm aware of eternity as it is mm. beautiful 
you guys were talking about Alan Watts, and I remember something that happened with me. Alan Watts was like the first teacher that I had. It's it, it was that that teacher that uh, YouTube recommended because it was so uh, popular. It is so popular along with Eckhart Tolle, and I I. I was, I was in the phase that I, I wanted to find a teacher that really knew the secret of this. <laughs> and one thing about Alan Watts that really made me sad at the time, because I, I used to read the YouTube comments and all that, people, people were saying that, you know, he was not legit because he was an alcoholic and he, he died. Yes. Of, essentially he died because, because of that. And it made me so sad because at the time I felt like, how can someone enlightened uh, <laughs> be be you know addicted to alcohol and 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 essentially die and make all his students without a teacher and all that? And it was so disappointing to me to to, <laughs> to go through that. Uh, do, do you do you have similar experiences in the sense of being disappointed with? A teacher or a, a a figure that in your mind is you know the holy grail of of whatever you were lo were looking for. <laughs> it was the same as far as uh, Alan Watts, but but by grace I uh, ran into Ram Das almost immediately after running mm. into Alan Watts, and Ram Das seems to embody the message that whatever you do, it's okay, and yeah, I needed that to taper the aggressive uh, idea of a father figure in my head of weighing down all this guilt, shame, all of that, carrying, again, a personal story, carrying all of that. So seeing someone like an Alan Watts, oh, he was a drunk. Oh my God, I can't believe that this enlightened person is a drunk. But then you, <laughs> you start to look at your collection of teachers, your library. Another example is uh, uh, Nisargadatta Maharaj, who was a chain smoker. Uh, there's there's footage yeah. of them just I mean cigarette after cigarette after cigarette. It's like Jesus, how is an enlightened person smoking cigarettes? And then you find out he died of throat cancer. It's like oh my god! So it starts to throw doubt in the mind. Starts this this is BS. Da, da, da. Yeah. But you can't stop. No matter what you do within the spiritual <laughs> journey, what we describe as a spiritual, you can't stop. So it's the rose again, yearning from the root of uncertainty towards the sun naturally opening up and dissolving these these buds of attachment to certain figures and then once all the attachment to mm. all the figures are let go you realize that oh wait there's one more figure that has to go and that's me that's the one who's mm. been studying that's the one who's been collecting that's the one who's been going through all these realizations because i realize now that every one of these realizations they have a beginning and they have an end so it means that they're, they're only memories they're only memories happening within awareness which is and so when you get to this point where you're simply available to what there is it doesn't matter what happens because you don't there isn't a tension to hold on to it and i, I think it was actually uh, Mr. Uh, maharaj who said that um it was an answer to somebody who asked him about you know your your smoking he said i don't have a problem with it the body has a certain habit so i mean <clears throat> it's not hurting anybody and you find it does some cancer. It's like, eh, did it hurt anybody? Maybe. But then also, mm. Ramana uh, Maharshi died from cancer. Mm. And then there was the question was, you know, you're this guru, you're this holy man. Why don't you heal yourself? And he's like, why would I want to heal myself? So then that that also goes into the the shamanism and all the different toys that we can play with as awareness. 
you are suddenly thrust into the sandbox again and it's all available all the toys but there's there's what's missing is the sense to reach out and grab it and say this is going to give me happiness this is going to give me confidence this is going to give me truth this is going to give me what i'm looking for because you realize that you are that reaching out to those things grabbing them to play with and so that what happens is they end up being played with automatically by themselves naturally whatever is in alignment with whatever you're doing so then that goes on to figures like osho who it wasn't the <laughs> drunkenness or the chain smoking or cancer it was the idea that he was a pimp he was a spiritual pimp selling people into sexual experiences but even that's okay because mm -hmm. that's an expression of consciousness and there's even a clip of him saying it forgive me forgive me for for being who i am or something like that he said you wanted a guru so i i played the part but forgive me this is your dream forget that i even exist so it's again reinforcing the idea that naturally we come through these things and we let them go we come out of silence and we return we come out of the uncertainty we go back into it that's the transcendental wisdom of the crystals of the yoga of the last couple of days which has been quiet <laughs> <laughs> wow I'm a big 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 alan watts fan that was one of like you said the first no one had ever spoken to me like that that's how i felt when i was listening to him because it's like because I felt like he's really speaking objectively. He's really telling it like it is. He's a he's a great at Alan Watts is a, I like to think of he's a he's a builder and then he collapses it. So he'll set up all this structure and he's like, look at this, look at that. Now check this out and this is like this and this is like this and then he'll just pull it and it all just falls apart and, <laughs> and then, then he laughs. <laughs> he'll say something just right. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's like so great. Um. But yeah, the, and the, okay. Yeah, go ahead. I'll follow up next. I was gonna, I was just gonna say. And so this is this is what I've been calling this a vibrational exploration. When you start to, um, what I've been finding is when you start to think about everything as energy and everything as vibration, then you can start to think of, um, you can start to kind of see that in the the in the guru and the teacher. So Alan Watts is a vibration. He has a particular, um, energy, and you can tune into that while listening to him or you can tune into that energy it's always available if you just think of him that's the same time that's the same thing so when you're when you're imagining him or when you're listening to him and you have a feel for him when you're imagining him you have a feel for him when you're listening to him those are the same thing so then um that's what you were talking about the library of teachers you have all the different gurus and stuff you listen to them they have an energy it's a vibration it's a particular all we're ever doing essentially is translating vibration into knowing and so you have the different teachers they're vibrating at different frequencies you can tune into them and get a library of them and then that i think that's their wave so sometimes i'll go out and about and i feel ramdas i know what he feels like because i've listened to him and i've taken in his energy and i know what he feels like and i can feel him as a teacher talking to me sometimes when i'm out and about doing life and there's ramdas laughing you know he's got he's telling me you know that or sometimes it's a different energy and maybe maybe something about life has reminded me about alan and then he's present and his energy and he's vibing and so you can tune into all of those things and that's that's vibration let's do it again there's crystals you can think about that crystal it has a particular shape and form it's very here it's very present and then you um you can uh you can imagine that and that's the same that energy when you're looking at it when you're thinking about it when you're when, when you're investigating it, if you close your eyes and you imagine it and you have that feeling again, it's the same thing. So, I don't know if that makes sense, but I was trying to pull it all together. Yeah, absolutely. That, 
<laughs> Absolutely. For me, that that's the principle of of <clears throat> of being essentially immersed with a teacher. Like when I'm reading uh, Nisargadatta's book, I am that there. There's mm. that that field of being there with him, and and when when I you know was after YouTube videos of Muji or Rupert Spira there. The most important thing that I can, uh, like, if I have to theorize in retrospective what I was looking for, I was looking for that communion and, and being there with with them. Not really what was said, but, you know, resting in in their their expression and their energetic field. That's what, what mattered to me, for sure. I have a question. How do you guys ever? What was I gonna say? How how do you feel about the the Buddha's smile? I like to think about the Buddha's smile as my smile, and and it's and it's it's always present. The Buddha is always smiling at everything, whatever is happening. It's just there's this. That's like a that's a frequency. That's an energy. Absolutely. I think these things are like the mudras and and certain postures and all that have such a. Uh, If I have to put words into it, it's like it's almost like a a print on the Akashic records, you know, that <laughs> have been uh have been like there standing there for humanity to or whatever sort of being to have access to it and and experience the energetic information that is there. So all, all these things all also played a, a part like the smile of the Buddha uh, while sitting and and actually smiling and ac accessing that kind of teaching, right, is 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 in itself a, a, a transmission of and postures, body postures. My experience with all of that, it seems to be that there's a um, an ineffable record throughout the times that these things can uh propel you into so yeah i have this image of the you know like a shelf in the akashic records that you can grab and okay i'm gonna wear the buddha smile now and <laughs> and access how all that feels essentially how that feels without any conceptual understanding but how that feels i always play that with with, with that kind of stuff for sure I like the Akashic records. Me and um, Danny, we joke about them all the time about using them for like really mundane things. <laughs> like you could I, I don't even know uh, if I'm using the concept <laughs> correctly, but it's what, it's I think what you I are. Yeah, no, the 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 informational field, the the Akashic records. Uh, we we joke about using it crazy for like you know to know the weather <laughs> or <laughs> you just reach into the records to we just uh and then you just know stuff for for very mundane things but um <clears throat> the the funny thing about that the akashic records makes me think about um having a conversation with existence because so there's ways to access the the that information you ask a question to yourself the answer will appear if you start to understand that the world's talking to you you can listen and so you can when you when we talk about the Akashic records and accessing that information, um, if you try to get it 
and it's going it, it's best to let it come to you where you are because you're a vibration and uh it's best to let it come to you um at a level of you can understand it which means it, it if you ask the questions you can let the world inform you of the answer if you're if you're looking and it can come from a stranger it could be a tv show it could be the words for what you're asking could it could not even be words it could be a situation that shows up in front of you and it's the answer to your question uh, but you receive it at that level of contact where you meet the world and that is uh one way the other way is where a lot of people try to do is you try to meditate so you try to get you try to reach this super high vibrational energy with your low vibration down here and you like just get bits of it right it's like too it's too big you're not going to get that full picture but if you if you if you ask and then wait you can let life bring it to you the answer um in a form that's it's where you are so you the inform, the transmission is at the level of your understanding and it can come to you through the world um versus if you try to reach it with your mind uh and yourself through meditation you can also access that kind of information by letting it come to you absolutely um, I don't you, know. you, ju yeah. you just described you know, the <laughs> essence of inquire uh, beautifully and and that's that's i i i think and i certainly can attest to that that was the d difficulty when first coming across these teachings of ramana marshi you know questioning who am i that that sort of uh practice at first there there's no way to uh, at least for me to intuitively um have figured it out because what i was expecting to happen was that there was some sort of intellectual answer in despite of hearing hearing that <clears throat> it was not the mind that was going to answer and, and all that but th that that was all i knew right that that was the way that i i believe that that experience was formed was was that there was me here there was a world out there and and there was this ap apparent distinction between point one and and point two so these to 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 come into what you were talking about receiving the answer instead of of creating one it was such a struggle for me because i was you know there was an intuitive sense that what was proposed made sense but it created i would say that it it it, it created even more suffering because the, the contraction tried to try to figure out and and that instigates the contraction to contract even more and and um at the time it was I felt miserable because here I am, you know, in this super noble search of whatever I'm searching for, and I, I'm feeling even even worse, even even more unease and and compulsive, and you know, uh, trying to figure things out. There was definitely this phase of of you know the promise that this is the end of suffering. This will lead you to great accomplishments and all that completely uh were completely sidetracked and and provoke the, the opposite if you pour alcohol rubbing alcohol on an open wound 
It's gonna sting. <laughs> doesn't matter what you do. Doesn't matter how many towels you bite on or what. It's gonna sting. It's going. That's just what it does. So mantras, mutras, whatever the practices are that have been ingrained in consciousness somehow. It's one consciousness. So whether we call it the akashic records or the, mm. I like the phrase that you use. The the something something information something you said information grid or something. So whatever we name, it's all it's one consciousness. So it's one memory complex. It's that's doing the whole thing. We see it in a very material sense with sports. If somebody breaks a uh, a, a record, all of a sudden people are breaking that record now, and then there's yes. a new record set. So that's yes. the the impression that's that's uh, made on consciousness. But uh, it's going to sting when you start to use the tools that uncover the 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 bullshit. The bullshit starts to say, "Wait, no, 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 no! What you do? What you taking the covers <laughs> off me for, man? I'm chilling. What are you doing?" <laughs> And so you keep on going yes. to practice because it's a natural thing, even to stumble up across any of this as a language, as an interest, as a curiosity, even the tiniest grain is pre-scripted within the fabric of consciousness, within mm. the nature, within the, the information grid or whatever, whatever you said. It's all the itself expressing itself. And I, I keep going back to this, I apologize, I'm gonna keep my mouth shut, but it's, it's what there is, it's the uncertainty expressing itself mm -hmm. and then returning back to that i don't know mm. i don't know yes. and so that when you start to uncover that i don't knowness there's a clinging habitually a clinging to protect that i don't knowness that ignorance but the ignorance is what you want that's what you're looking for otherwise you wouldn't be asking for questions absolutely or looking through questions <laughs> yeah i i think that you know that component of uh suffering that is so present like in buddhism right it's 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 like one of their core teachings um and premises and also um christianity um every religion really but these th there's definitely that uh central point of, of suffering and i think that's from from when when i began to you know uh, at first talk about this and and my interest in eastern religion and all that with other people i sensed uh <clears throat> a contraction when when it came to the fact of suffering and i think that's something that's uh, you know you can't deny it but but it, it is a, a subject that people um are essentially afraid of right i i always sensed that um i I got to the point where, where at first I was super clear that yeah I'm suffering, and 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 Buddhism helped me on that because it's one of their core teachings. But when I I, I try to explain why I was so interested in these things to other people, these when I communicated that yeah you you must admit that you were suffering. Maybe it was not skillful on my part, but it was always this point that this point of of friction when people heard what i had to say at the time so my question for you guys is that do you think there's um there's this need or or it is or it is useful in your history of, of seeking to come to the point of admitting that one is suffering yeah i mean i don't know if i would use the word suffering tension, attachment, obsession, anxiety, 
fear, doubt, all, all of that. Um, I would say that, that they're, they're, uh, within the journey, there would have to be honesty to Man. actually look at your direct experience and, and be completely honest with you. And there's, there's layers to that honesty. I mean, initially, like you were saying earlier, when you started to read home, I didn't really make sense in an experiential way. There is a, a logical expectation. So there, there is an apparent process to come from the, the dense, I am this body to, to, uh, gradually returning to the root, which is non-conceptual, ineffable, and so on. So within that process, there is, if there is a sense, I am this person, I am this someone, use that sense to then be honest about what that person is encountering. And that mm. looks like self-help and that sort of thing. And that's actually where, where I like Adyashanti because he seems to be sitting at the intersection of both self-help and um, non-duality or spirit mm. sincere spirituality. Sitting mm. right there, it's a very, very thin thread between self-help and non-duality because if you lean too far into self-help, you end up gravitating and attaching to the person. If you lean too yeah. far into non-duality as a concept, then you you end up being immature because you're doing the whole spiritual bypassing thing. So Adyasanti sits in that that, that, that lineage, yeah, like that. which is sort of a, uh, a bodhisattva, I guess, is sitting right there at the thread between the two worlds, sitting right there on the thread, which is I, the word I, that thought sitting right on the thread and saying, no, 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 look this way. No, 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 look this way. No, 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 look this mm. way. And so gradually the, there's some stabilization with that I, that little slither, slither, disappears and then there's yoga there's union which is what has always been but then in order to get that place where you say oh this is what has always been you have to go through what is this which is so stupid <laughs> yeah i love that you mentioned that you know if you go too far to the self-help side there's these um these rigidity of the self becomes even more so and and that's also mm, Another, I guess, unpopular opinion among many people across spiritual circles. But I also completely agree with that. And um, I, I, I can really tell how, how to um, engage with that type of, of uh, encounter because it's, it's something so uh, that people care about so much, right? They care about their therapists. And I can see perfectly why, because when like when I'm speaking to Brandon, as I do every week, it's sort of a therapy to me. You know, th there's this communion and, and this encounter of people that meet in honesty. So I can see perfectly why people have such, uh, I'm going to say attachment, but I, I don't mean that in, in, in a bad light, but more like uh, that see value in it. So. I, I yeah I, I'm just um uh telling my experience on that I I can really you know um I I always feel that it's such a tender and subtle object to you know say outright that okay th therapy is is you know if if you're really finding wanting to find the the juice of all this I think you know you you have to be careful not to lay too much on that side and and keep you know keep it in the middle in the middle way as you were uh as you were mentioning with, with Adi yeah. Shanti. 
you'll get stuck like if you and it does go both ways so if you if you go too far into self-help then you you're the self-help becomes the thing right you're you're you get you get latched onto the idea of self-help and then every you're all you're 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 functioning in such a way <clears throat> that you're you're approaching yourself in a way to fix yourself right so then you're going to be met with all of your problems all the time if you yeah too and far there, into that. the thing is that there's a palpable uh improvement right yeah because the character this the history the story of the character can definitely be improved there's no yes. denying in that and there's no denying that cr chronologically you can attest to that i'm much better off now than i was two years ago when i started therapy so it's very tricky to uh peel the layers and and um and talk about that yeah and if you do the non-dual thing if you can if you lean too far into that and then it becomes you become non-dual becomes a thing yeah you know and now uh which can happen you, to you, yeah yes you can cling to that now now you're now you're stuck in, in non-dualism so like the middle the middle way is you know i would say ideal in my opinion uh than mm -hmm. to be uh invested because the middle way is what is it's you there you are and now and then you're into non-dualism yeah. and then you're into self-help uh or then you there you are again <laughs> you can go um either way yeah either I, way. I like to talk of these things because it will it you know going back to relationships and all that it's always a point of um friction for me when these things come and you know to talk about uh, come again to the concept of infusing anything that appears with truth it also doesn't feel very true to me to or 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 the way that I, i'm still trying to find a way to uh transmit what i what i really think to people without you know hurting them or causing unnecessary um friction and and you know this is definitely a subject that comes up often people telling me that Oh, are their therapies going and you know i certainly have an opinion about it from what they tell me and i i would like to give my uh my view on that but <laughs> sometimes i i know that i'm gonna it seems that i'm gonna s say things that might not be useful for them so i ask myself why why should i say them you know and and this aspect of relationships has been a, a fun thing going on and that i'm still trying to navigate in a you know in a skillful way whatever that that means the the cool thing about relationships because people are so volatile and changeful and inconsistent and i'm saying the same thing but you get the point because of that there's so much opportunity for friction and there's so much opportunity to be honest about who you actually are, which is to say that maybe you're not the good person in specific <laughs> situations. <laughs> maybe yes, you're exactly. the asshole and you have exactly. to be okay with allowing that expressing itself. Yeah. Just let the asshole show up. And then what's noticed is just like with Ramana Maharshi with cancer or Alan Watts with drunkenness or uh, Maharaj with the chain smoking. It's okay. It's wow, fine. It's going to yeah. happen anyway. This is this is one of the things I loved about the uh, Bhagavad Gita. 
where Krishna is talking to Arjuna. Arjuna is this warrior. That's who he is. He fights. That's that's all he does. He fights. He wakes up. He starts fighting. He goes to sleep. He's dreaming about fighting. All he does is fights. Mm. So now he's on the battlefield, about to fight, and he goes to Krishna. He says, "I don't want to do it." And Krishna's like, "Dude, this is what you do. This is who you <laughs> are. You don't have a choice. It's your nature. What's resistance going to do but cause suffering?" So suffering is only resisting what is resisting the natural spontaneity. And if the natural spontaneity is you pissing somebody off, well, there it is, and there it happens, and then it's Man, done. I love that. It arises, and then it goes right back into uncertainty, right back into silence. And that's the diamond of transcendental wisdom. It's the diamond of silence. That's what we meditate on. That's our 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 yoga, our crystal, is. Man, I love that. That that was definitely um, something very useful to hear. So when when we're in in these friction moments with relationships, when it starts to bubble up from the surface, the mud is is really doing its thing. That's when we shift attention to the transparency, which is natural. We shift attention to the awareness, which is natural. It's already here, available to whatever is happening. So there doesn't have to be this tension of I gotta be available, I gotta be available, I gotta be available. Because what's naturally available to the thought, I gotta be available, available is already there. It's already here mm. now. So there's no effort involved with it. It's effortless, effortless being, effortless silence, effortless stillness. If you um, read, I was reminded when you're talking. If you remove your attachment to outcome, that's how you're most effective. So then, what what you're saying, right? You you might agitate people, okay? That's okay. And then you let that. And then you don't. You might have this attachment because you want to. You want to. You, you have you have an idea of what help would look like. You're like, oh yeah, they'll feel Absolutely. better, and that's the help. Yeah. But when you when you let go of that attachment and you let your your force be its, of itself. You might rattle them, but then if you're if you're free of attachment to what your healing looks like, you can let you can let them be healed. It might take over time. Maybe what you say is the seed that that maybe days later exactly it comes back to and it opens later, and they're like, oh yeah, absolutely. You know, um, if you can if you can just yeah that release the that's part of Reiki. So if you release your uh, attachment to the outcome, you know, no, you just want to help. Okay, that's enough. And then you speak. You speak as one who wishes to help, and you just you let you let you speak your truth. You you say as you be as honest as you can, and you speak you speak from your heart and with your intention, and that's 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 what's transmitted. And the, and the words are they don't really matter anyway. Um, where it's it's about the intention. That's the vibration. That's the energy. That's what what shapes what shapes the words. That's what shapes their delivery and when they come out and the timing. And all those those fun factors. Absolutely, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, you're you're, you're talking about stuff I, I really am interested in. So <laughs> I love uh, I love thinking about transmission and um, sending signals. And if I can just talk about this really quickly, because I'm going to forget. And wait, I wanted to, when you were talking about um, this being one mind, it's really fun um, when you get with that idea about it being one consciousness. You can start to see. <clears throat> You can you can start. I start to envision that it's like a node, and we're all just nodes processing. And so sometimes I can I notice I, I have a question, and what's this question in me? Even if I don't ask it, will prompt people to just 
it's almost like they they come and they just sing. They just be why what made you come to me and, and sometimes I ask what what made you say that to me? Cuz sometimes people will just say exactly what I what I needed to hear or or I've 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 had questions I've been thinking especially in, in these circles. I've had questions I've been thinking I've had them come up in the chat. We you know, we have a chat where in people will just start talking about whatever it is that I was thinking about. I didn't say anything. They just start talking about it and I'm like there, there it is. And so then it's I start to think these questions aren't even necessarily my questions. It's the question of very of the Absolutely. moment right now, and yep. <laughs> and everyone's thinking about it in their own way, and it'll just come. Uh, it's a wink then, of the universe. Oh my gosh! Yes, yeah, synchronicities. The yeah. winks all they come through all the time, and so um, when you start playing with that, I I think about um, you can. It's like it's kind of like magnets. You can pull. You can draw things out of people um, if you if you do that. So you can. You can draw answers. You can draw. You can draw the best out of people if you hold them in your heart as a good. You try to see the a good thing of them. That's what you'll pull out of them, and they'll just they'll have no choice. It'll just come right out, just like that. But it goes the other way around too. So if you think that person, oh, you're such an asshole. Well, guess what? You're gonna draw the asshole out of them, and they're they're gonna give it to you. I love assholes, Um, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, uh, for me, the spiritual, spirit, my spiritual path has brought this exploration, this inquiry has brought um, a reinvigoration, a zest for life as it is. And so then, yes, even the assholes are delightful. And someone's yelling, and I'm triggered. If I if I can look at it just right, it's pretty funny. Because in order for me to get mad about this, I got to be really invested in who I am in that moment. And so then, woo, you got me. And I am really upset you know <laughs> you're i'm so mad you know um that can be such a rush it goes it goes all the way around so being sad mad happy um all of those things are really invested in that yeah moment. yeah I, i've but the- I, I was gonna say i've been pretty drawn to people that uh would be you know catalog those assholes i think if i have to if i have to say why it's because there's a uh, some assholes have in them um, an innate honesty. I think that don't don't play, don't have the the necessity to play by the book, and 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 that that aspect of spontaneity is obvious in them. And I guess that's why uh, I've been drawn to them. And 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 it's really fun. I must I must admit that it's really fun to see. You know, when when people get triggered by by that, it's it's uh, it's it's marvelous to me. I must admit, and and by and by that token, I guess I'm an asshole too. <laughs> but there, there. I mean, when you mention the honesty <laughs> thing, you have to be an asshole in order to be honest. Even if yeah. you're you're simply an asshole to yourself, you have to be because you have to call yourself yeah. out on your bullshit. Absolutely. And if you don't call yourself out on it, then it continues to play and play and play and play which is natural. So eventually you're gonna call yourself out on it anyway. Or what happens is life brings a situation to draw that bullshit out. And so you're mm. you're unwittingly just kind of surrendered to the thing anyway. And what, what really happens when that, that, that thread of an idea of separation between inner and outer, this is kind of echoing what Brandon was saying, when that thread uh, dissolves between inner and outer, where there isn't a distinction anymore, there isn't a separation between the two, when there is yoga, <clears throat> everything is teaching itself. It's all one teacher, mm-hmm. one student, teaching itself about how to love itself. 
how to accept itself, how to be itself as this, whatever this is, appears to be. Love it. Yep. Uh, we are at 1.30, 1 hour and 30. Uh, I guess it'd be a good ending point. Yeah, this is cool. Time flies when you're not in it.